Hello, party people. This is Rick Napier, the CEO at Real People USA. Today is February 11th, 2022. And today's podcast episode is about these communist Democrats who have screwed, figuratively speaking, Democrat voters and Republican voters. But this episode is more about the Democrat voters who have been screwed in 2020, 2021, and 2022. And the question is, will Democrat voters still continue to vote Democrat? Well, I can tell you right now, my son was not a political person. He's uh, 24 years old, makes uh, close to six figures, like $95,000 in Los Angeles, graduated on time at the age of 22 in a tech, uh, he has a tech degree and works at a pretty big company in Los Angeles. Uh, Very bright, took all the hard math classes, took physics, graduated in four years. And he says that he will never vote Democrat based on what he has been through uh, these last a couple of years and you got to understand when he graduated from high from college in 2020 the last three months he was not able to attend class at uh, at Cal Poly so he works in tech all of his tech friends whether they are vaccinated or not they're they're never voting for for Democrats again and this is the the, the demographic that um, Democrats had always had as people they can count on to vote. So this is not something that's going to ever be fixed by what you see Democrat politicians around the country starting to lower or eliminate uh, the vaccine requirements and the mass mandates. No, it's too late. It's not going to work. These people, and mainly I'm talking about Democrat voters, have been damaged, have been crucified, have had their their lives upended for no reason at all. And everyone should know by now, if the Democrats can say the second week of February 2022, oh, we're going to end the mass mandates, we're going to end the, the vaccine requirements. This has all been political from the from day one. Just for myself, when this started in March of 2020, I have never worn a mask with the exception of taking about five flights to the East Coast. And I cheated then. I cheated then. <laughs> okay? So even at the airports, waiting for the flight, I didn't wear a mask. And when I got on the flight, that's when I put the mask on. And then I even cheated then. So basically what I'm trying to tell people is that this whole thing with this COVID-19 and the vaccines, it was all driven by the fake PCR tests and a lot of pencil whipping, you know, by these state and county public health officials. What they did here in California was say, oh, my gosh, 
Oh my gosh, we had 35,000 positive test cases. Ooh, there's an epidemic. We need to shut down. And then the, the, the following day, oh, we had a 27,000 positive cases. Folks, they were making that up. They were making it up. And or these 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 kits or these items that were, they were using for testing were compromised. Most of these uh, nasal tests that, that were performed, the test kits and the swabs came from China. Who in the hell would would believe or trust anything from China? Especially when it involves our health. Especially when it involves these communist Democrat politicians getting these fake results, using their pencils, and saying, oh, in, in Santa Monica, we had 15,000 positive test cases. Again, all lies. So what, what happened when all these test cases these uh, fake test cases came out. You had people without any type of rational thinking go out and get the jab. I have a few family members that, that got the jab. I would say in my household, you know, in, in my immediate family, 70% of the people did not get the jab. But I do have some family members that rushed to get the jab. They rushed to get it even before they were told you might lose your job. I had family members get the jab and treat other family members like they were like uh, like contagious, like they were like infected by some type of biohazard. And then a week later, we're all sitting together eating at a party at weddings no one had a mask on. And so it was crazy. So in, in other words, they were uh, coerced. Uh, they were told that you that if you didn't get this jab, you're going to lose your job. And see, that's a communist move. I don't give a damn what no one says. That's a communist move. If you say, oh, take this jab or you're going to lose your, your $100,000, your $90,000, your $120,000 job. So you can't feed your family. You can't pay your rent. You can't pay your mortgage. You can't take a, a, a trip someplace. That's communism, folks. And people like Kyrie Irving, who plays for the NBA and other uh, professional athletes that play baseball, uh, football, basketball, people like Cole Beasley. I think he plays for the Chiefs, I believe. He said from the very get-go that he wasn't going to take the jab. God bless him. God bless Kyrie Irving, who I believe plays for the um, the New Jersey uh, Nets. He didn't do it. He said, I will take a pay cut. Cole Beasley said, find me. You know, $10,000, $15,000 a game. I don't care. And see, and that's what most people should have done. So if you have taken the jab, you know, six months ago, 12 months ago, and now you find out 
that it's no longer required for you to, to, to get that jab. Based on the Supreme Court, 100 employees or more, you don't have to take the jab. If you have taken the jab, don't you feel violated? I know you do because I have friends who took the jab and now they feel violated. I have a good friend that works for the state of California as an engineer. I've known him since 2004 when he was getting his professional engineering uh, certification. A black guy that we sit and talk, we run into each other at least once a month. Well, we've been talking to each other for the last six months at a coffee shop and he comes in, I'll just call him AD. He comes in, he'd have, he'll have the mask on. I go to this Romanian coffee shop that has never shut down from day one. This is here in Sacramento County. This coffee shop owner from Eastern Europe, from Romania, never shut down his coffee shop. Never, the whole time. From March, 2020, or when they were trying to shut down businesses to today, February 11th, he never shut down his coffee shop. So so my friend AD, he would come in with the mask. I would say, take that damn mask off, man. You're an American. You know, your dad fought in a war. Take that damn mask off. So we would take it off and we would talk for an hour about, about things. Now, here's the interesting story about AD. I saw AD yesterday, February 10th. And he said, Rick, you know what? I said, what? He goes, I had to go to the ER last week. And I said, for what? So I thought he was talking about, you know, something unrelated to, you know, vaccines. He goes, he said, I ate sunflower seeds and had uh, anaphylactic shock where his, his throat swole up so much that he couldn't breathe eating sunflower seeds. Now, this guy has eaten sunflower seeds all of his life. He's, he's, he's probably in his early 50s. Very educated. This guy is probably the most educated math, science, logical, rational person I have ever met. So he said, I went to the ER and his wife went with them. And long story short, they did not want to know what the what the what could have generated this swelling of his of his throat and and his um, his his esophagus so that the breathing uh, was having a problem that he was having a problem breathing and uh, so they asked him did he did he take the vaccine he said yes then they they just moved forward they didn't want to. They didn't want to talk. Any, they didn't want to mention any damn thing about the vaccine. He said, "Well, my friend AD said, well, how many people do you know that you've seen with this type of condition?" They didn't want to answer the damn question. And all they wanted to do is give him a shot, like an epi shot, to help him reduce the swelling in his throat. And he said, "Hell no, I'm not taking that shot because now he's feeling." What will this shot do based on the fact that he had this vaccine? So the long story short, my friend AD said, 
if he had to make the decision over again to take the shot or not take the shot, he would not have taken the shot because now he's afraid that there's other things that's going to pop up because in short, what he knows that his immune system has been compromised. There's no way in hell that a 50 year old guy who's eaten sunflower seeds all of his life, all of a sudden eats sunflower seeds and he has a major breathing problem where the air cannot get through his esophagus and he's, 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 uh, he's wheezing and all this kind of stuff. And this guy's a hardcore Democrat. Before he had this health issue, he was trying to explain to me why getting vaccinated was such a great idea because he'd rather be protected than to not be protected and suffer some major health risk. Now, I've never taken the vaccine. Now, interesting about AD, we both had the flu at the same time. He calls it COVID. I don't fucking call it COVID. I call it the flu. It's the same flu I had six years ago in 2016 at the same time during winter when most people catch the flu. And this uh, episode with the flu was less problematic than the flu I had in 2016. And I don't have any health problems. I'm, I'm probably about maybe 10 pounds overweight, 15 pounds overweight. I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have high cholesterol. My, my blood pressure is still like 125 over, you know, 72 or something. The same as it was, you know, when I was in my 20s. And I'm 60. So why in the hell would I take a shot when my health is fine? To wrap up the AD story, he's like very, very concerned that he made the bad decision. For one of the first times in his life, he feels that the decision to get the vaccine was a very bad decision. Another story, my brother-in-law, Black, lives in L.A. County. Thanksgiving weekend, we're sitting in the backyard, chilling, and uh, he got kind of quiet, and he said, Rick... I think Joe Biden is trying to destroy the country and he's doing a good job of it. Now, this is the same brother-in-law that hated Trump with a passion. Don't know why he works. My, my brother-in-law works in a private sector. He's another guy that's making something 40, you know, 50, 60 dollars an hour in the medical field. Why would you hate someone that has made getting and keeping your job easier as a private sector employee. I could see if you were a state employee, but then again, folks, many state of California employees do not like Gavin Newsom. They do not like these vaccine mandates. So I'm trying to figure out who in the hell still likes what's going on in California. Who in the hell likes what's going on in New York? and in Washington and in Oregon and that island state in Hawaii where it looks like it's very communist out there. There's no way in hell I'd, I'll ever go to Hawaii again. And I've been there several times. But see, that's how communists work. 
communists don't care if you stop spending because that's the whole goal of communism is to cut back on capitalism and to promote uh, socialism and communism. So back to my brother-in-law, hardcore uh, anti-Trumper. He said this, that he thinks, let's go, Brandon. And I'm sorry if I use the name Joe Biden. Joe Biden. That's one of the few times I've ever used that name. I go with let's go, Brandon. So he said, let's go, Brandon is destroying the country. Specifically, he said prices are going up. Illegal aliens are now flooding Los Angeles County. Okay? If you ever been to certain parts of Los Angeles like Long Beach, 20, 30 years ago, the city of Long Beach used to be a predominantly uh, white community with about maybe you know, 10% Latinos, 10% black. Now loss, I mean, now Long Beach is approaching about 40 to 50% Hispanic. And uh, being a person of, 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 of Afro-Cuban descent, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to trash the Hispanics because they're here and they're here because the government and Newsom let them come here. The ones that are illegal. So, you know, I can't uh, cast, uh, throw shade on those people, but because it's a leadership problem. If you're the leader and you let people come in, then it's really your problem, Mr. Leader, Miss Leader. Same problems happening in New York City with that uh, House Negro, Eric Adams. And people say, well, Rick, how can you use the word House Negro? And what do you mean when you say House Negro? Well, if you remember the movie uh, uh, Django Unchained, where Jamie Foxx played uh, Django and uh, uh, the actor Samuel L. Jackson played Stephen. Okay, Stephen was the House Negro. And the House Negro, if you go back in history, the House Negro lived in a house had better living conditions than the plantation Negroes or the or the row house Negroes, the people who lived in the shacks. And they lived in the shacks with, I don't know, you know, four or five, six people in the shack. And um, they went out and and, 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 and and worked the fields. And when they came back, they went back to their shack. But the house Negro went back inside the house and they was treated better, lived better. Um, maybe ate with the slave master, maybe ate with the kitchen help that was in another room, but the, the house Negro lived better. Now, the reason why I'm only using house Negro now is because these black politicians, uh, people like Eric Adams, the new mayor of New York, London Breed, the San Francisco mayor, who else, who else? Uh, other Democrat politicians in California, uh, Democrat politicians who who are who are in the House, and the few that are in the Senate, in the Senate, and the ones that are at the state level. If you are a black Democrat politician, and using the COVID thing, and the COVID thing is the key uh, word that I'm using to now 
justify calling people black Democrats house Negro, then you are a house Negro because you have made black lives like they were during slavery. You're playing the black Democrat politician is playing the role of Stephen to make black lives worse under this COVID situation than black lives were before COVID. So don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. I'm not using house Negro because, oh, I just like, I just want to, you know, you know, cast, uh, you know, I want to, you know, cast some badge light on black Democrat politicians. I'm using house Negro because of COVID here in Los here in, in California, there's a, a state assembly speaker or state Senate person. Her name is Akila Weber. Now, all the states are starting to lift these mandates and vaccine requirements here in California. Akila Weber, who is a black woman, she is pushing to have every employee or independent contractor be vaccinated by January 1st, 2023. That's just in California. So if you go to Nevada, which that state just uh, uh, lifted their their mandates on February 10th. If you go to Arizona, which really never had any, if you go to states like Pennsylvania and, and New Jersey and, and some other blue states, they just lifted theirs last week. Here in California, these communist, socialist, state assembly people and state Senate reps, they still want to force California residents to be vaccinated. Now, you know, that's some bullshit. And these people need to be put out of office. They really do. They need to be put out of office ASAP. But here's the problem as we as I wrap up this episode. Every Californian who does not like this problem that we have, you need to vote. And I believe Californian voters have been voting less and less for these progressive policies. Did you know that the word progressive was used instead of communist? Because people were afraid that if they used the word communist, which means the same thing as progressive, people would get offended and, and not want to vote for a communist. So the Democrats, they started calling themselves progressive. Because progressive, if you look back in history, that's the same thing as a communist. But the Democrats knew even, you know, 100 years ago, they said, oh, no, people will never buy into our plan if we call ourselves communists. So they started using the word progressive. So every time you hear this word progressive, think communist. So to continue when you vote Democrats and Republicans, and I know here in California, as well as probably other parts of the country, the Democrats have lost, I would, I would suspect 20 million voters who will no longer vote Democrat. And what the Democrats are trying to do is replace the voters that will never vote Democrat with illegal aliens. And I say, Good luck with that, because you're not going to replace uh, 20 million 
um, you know, Democrats who have buyer's remorse, who have had this buyer's remorse <laughs> after 30, 40, 50 years, you're not going to replace them with, with the legals. So here's what I want to tell you about the voting. In Democrat states, as well as maybe a few Republican states, here's what I believe is going on. The majority of people are voting against the Democrats. And Democrats that run or control these election uh, uh, offices and serve as e election officials, I believe they are cheating. So let's say the majority of people vote against Democrat policies. The Democrats that run the election official, the offices, they say, oh, no, we're not going to let these votes count because we're just going to change them and say our guy or our lady won as a Democrat. That's what I believe is happening. You see. And to add to that. Democrats won because one or two people uh, pushed using their influence. You know, they, they use their influence to to win the election. OK, people like Soros and Gates and Obama, they use their, their influence to 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 win the election. That wasn't no damn influence. I believe it's my opinion that some money changed hands. You mean to say just because uh, George Soros wants Democrats as uh, local prosecutors and, and, and attorney generals in, in cities where these attorney generals are releasing bad people back on the street within 24 hours? Do you think, oh, I'm George Soros and this is what I want. So therefore, I'm going to influence the election. That's bullshit. Somebody probably got paid off in in these election offices to to make sure that uh, uh, Gascon, who's the district attorney in Los Angeles, and uh, Chessa Bodine in San Francisco, and a list of other attorney generals in these cities, George Soros did not influence the the, the, the in other words, George Soros didn't go to the people and say, "Look, I'm George Soros," and uh, and I would love Democrat voters if you vote for something that's going to fucking make your life worse. No, 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 no. Come on, let's not be naive. I believe what happened is my opinion that somebody, maybe not George Soros directly, went to the election officials in these cities and states and said, look, uh, you know, we, we want this person to be the attorney general. What is it going to take? 200,000, quarter of a million, 25,000. And all we want you to do is when the votes come in against our communist district attorney or attorney general, we need you to fix the votes. That's the damn influence I think is happening because I don't give a damn. You're not going to get me to vote to make my city worse because you are George Soros or whoever you want to be. No, no, no. I believe, in my opinion, some money exchanged hands. So there you go. The podcast from Real People USA. Oh, and to fix the problem with Democrat cheating in the voting, Republican candidates, 
I've said this for six months. You got to get a pre-count of the number of people who may vote for you. You can't leave it up to these Democrats to count your votes uh, accurately or with ethics. Some of you Republicans are some of you Republicans are probably winning your election. But you're losing because the Democrat officials are probably cheating. You are probably getting 55, 60% of the vote. And what the Democrat election officials do, they say, oh, hell no, we can't let this Republican win. Let's, let's give him 43% of the vote and give the Democrat 57% of the vote, even though the Republican won. So what the, what the Republican candidate, the loser, does with his tail or her tail between her legs he or she goes, oh, you know what? We fought hard, but we only got 43% of the vote, which was great. Next time, we will be more successful. Well, shit, next time, two years from now, four years from now, the Democrats are going to inflict even more damage on your constituents. So quit fucking around talking about next time. Get the pre-count. Get a pre-count of how many votes you have. And if 800,000 people vote in your in your district, get 500,000 of them. Know their names, know their emails, know their phone numbers. Communicate with them often. Work your strategy so that when election day comes, you know you got pretty close to 500,000 votes out of 800,000. And the Democrats can't so, oh, Bob, you know, the Republican, uh, you lost. You only got 332,000 votes. Bob would say, no, the hell I didn't. I got 500,000 votes and I have proof. And then you show your proof. And if you want to if you want to know how to show that proof, you contact me, Rick Napier at Real People uh, USA LLC at 726 and I'll show you how to get that evidence so that you can go to court so that you can have all 500,000 of your people uh, sign affidavits that say I voted for Bob and let these uh, county or state election officials show that Bob lost. You see, all the dirt will rise. All the, the, the corruption will come to light if you do that. That's why I'm saying Republican candidates quit messing around and work hard in your campaigns and solidify your votes by having a pre-count. Have a pledged voter database and you will do much better fighting against these corrupt Democrat communist politicians. My name is Rick Napier, the CEO at Real People USA LLC. Our website is RP usa.org hey and if you want to donate and i've never said this on a podcast episode before but if you want to donate click the donate link on our website and we will use that money in a very uh responsible way to help these uh these these politicians across the country because what i'm finding out is many of these politicians have never done anything like this before most have never worked 
in some type of PR or sales type capacity. So the only thing they think they need to do is ask for money, put their name on a ballot, post some social media links, maybe do some, you know, meet and greets. But it takes more than that, folks, more than that. And my job at Real People USA is to help these candidates treat their campaigns like a business. So anyway, if you can donate, rpusa.org is the website. My phone number is 726-999-0999. Take care, God bless, and make it a great day.